0: I believe in extremes. Black coffee, dark beer, walking to work when my coworkers drive, training for marathons when I don't have time to sleep, and starting a business part-time while working two other jobs. My life demands progress, in every area, in every way, all the time. If you ask my fiance, she she'll tell you that I'm a very intense person. She is always pointing out my extreme behavior and mocking me at every opportunity. One of the catchphrases of my life is, It's a great day, which I proclaim with an extreme game show host style melodrama, but I mean every word. As a marathon runner, I train in all types of weather conditions, which can be discouraging in the bitter Boston winters. But I don't gauge my happiness or success of any run by the way I feel. I track my progress by the difficulty of the obstacles I face. The tougher the challenge, the greater the reward. The glass of my life is half full. So rain or shine, hot or cold, blizzard or hurricane. As the weather gets worse, my adrenaline gets pumping. I truly do believe every day is a great day, and that my extremist tendencies allow me to experience almost everything that life has to offer. I have, by definition, a type A personality, characterized by ambition, high energy, and competitiveness, and thought to be susceptible to stress and heart disease. I do things because I have to, though experience has shown I don't have to do anything. I choose to think and act this way. Though this characteristic is one of my greatest assets, it is also my most notable liability. I fully understand and accept the consequences of such a lifestyle, and I say, bring it on. Stress, heart disease, and a full head of gray hair by age 30. The running of my first marathon was by far the greatest physical and mental challenge of my life up to that point, and I had every excuse to quit. The weather was awful. The course was very hilly. I hadn't trained nearly enough. I lacked the gear I needed to stay warm and fueled. You get the picture. As I finished, I looked like hell, stumbling across the finish line way after my goal time, cursing the pain all over my body. Miserable beyond description. But none of that mattered as soon as I had a medal around my neck and could revel in the moment. I had defied the odds, gone to the extreme, and permanently changed the way I viewed my own abilities. And that's why I'm ambitious. That's why I set tremendous goals. That's why, with a big grin on my face and a half-full glass of Guinness in my hand, I chose to shout, It's a great day, as I crossed the finish line of my latest marathon and wouldn't have it any other way. This, I believe. This is the 5AM Miracle, Episode number 492 – I Believe in Extremes – The Intense Beauty of Pushing Past Your Limits Good morning and welcome to the 5am Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy – In the episode this week, I'll break down the story behind the essay you just heard, the reasons why pushing past my own limits have stuck with me for so long, and how you can clarify your own beliefs to push yourself past your own perceived limits into an unknown and magnificent future. Let's get to it. A few years after I graduated college and a few years before I launched my podcast, I spent a lot of time listening to others. A big chunk of my listening time was devoted to personal development audio programs, and one program stood out for a while. This, I Believe, from NPR. In 2008, I wrote and submitted my It's a Great Day essay to the show. NPR had a few rules for their essay submission, which included... Your essay should be about three minutes in length when read aloud, written in a style as you yourself speak, a total of no more than 500 words, and what we want is so intimate that no one else could write it for you. Now, I submitted this essay, at least in part, because I wanted to have my work read on the air. But mostly, I wanted to clarify for myself what I truly believed in at the time. Amazingly enough, Most of what I wrote 15 years ago still holds true today. The fiancé in the story is now my wife, Tessa, and we used to live in Boston and now live in Nashville. But aside from those two details, the rest is pretty accurate. So on the show this week, I want to dig into not just the essay, but really why I believe in things and why I believe you should believe in things and then how you could go about writing an essay like this for yourself to extract some of the value we're going to dig into right now. So let's get to the story behind the essay. Yes, it was 2008. My wife Tessa and I were living in Boston, although we were just getting engaged and had just been engaged I had also just finished my very first marathon, which I ran in Rhode Island, which was my very first and only trip to Rhode Island was to go to Providence, run a marathon, and leave town. Now, at the time I wrote this essay, I really had no idea that my brazen confidence about stress and heart disease would actually catch up with me. If you've heard this podcast before, if you've read my second book, The Free Time Formula, you know that I've experienced panic attacks and been to the ER for stress-related health conditions. Essentially, I kind of predicted and brought into existence my own stress-related illnesses, uh, which is interesting. I find this essay from 15 years ago to be not just like a time capsule, you know, look back into who I used to be, but I think more importantly, it's really valuable to understand how our decisions today can impact our future. So I I would like for you to not only write an essay like this so that you have the experience to clarify for yourself what you believe in now, but then so in the future, you can look back and understand who you used to be in this moment now and then how that has impacted who you grow into in the future. This is a story of self-awareness. It's a story of understanding your own story. And I find that the more you can tap into who you are, who you've been, and who you want to be, the more that who you want to be can actually come to fruition. So let's break down, once again, the story behind this essay with a little more detail. I want to begin with kind of my foray into personal development. If you've heard the very first few episodes of this podcast, way back from almost 10 years ago then what you've heard is, in essence, my fascination with and love of personal growth and how that has then, over the last decade, developed into this podcast, my books, speaking engagements, coaching programs, online courses, the, the whole business and work that I do. All of it, literally everything I do, could be really roped back into my love of personal growth. The very first book that I read in this genre was John Maxwell's Your Roadmap for Success, which when I read that book was the first time that I realized, wait a minute, you can be an author and a speaker as a career? That's a thing you can do? Like I literally had no idea, no experience in that world, and I was just so bought into it. And so from that book and from my desire to dig into podcasts that, ex- that were out there at the time and other documentaries and other works I wanted to dig into, I decided to start my own blog, Graduated and Clueless, which was where I was at the time. I also began to run marathons and really you know, tap into that idea, that question of what is my greatest potential? Who am I? What do I want? And what can I do? How far can I take these big, ambitious goals that I have? Let's go explore and see what happens. So from that kind of those beginnings, right? And when I was living in Boston after graduating college, I then took my personal developments, uh, we'll call it adventure, uh, into this very committed daily routine. So listening to podcasts and audio programs religiously every day on my commute, every day while I was working out or going for a long run every day while doing chores. I was consuming everything constantly. My desire, my thirst for growth was just unquenchable. I was in a position where I discovered something that I thought was phenomenal and had so much potential and I couldn't stop consuming everything about it. I mean, that's why this podcast exists in large part because I want to share with you the stories and lessons that I've learned and ways that can help enhance your own life, of course. But what I have created over, the t- over these last 10 years is yet another resource for someone else, that being you, to consume on your journey, to be part of that experience. Because for me, it was immeasurable in how much I was able to grow and expand my thinking and challenge myself to do bigger and better things. It's impossible for me to separate where I am today from these beginnings in personal development because they're so tied together. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. So from that, the This I Believe essay that I wrote, that I read here at the top of the show this week, really came from one of those programs. I was listening to the This I Believe podcast from NPR at the time, which no longer is on air, but when it was there, I was listening to stories from other people. They were sharing their deepest held beliefs, and I found that to be so interesting. You know, one of the things I love about personal growth is to figure out and reverse engineer the thinking of other smart people, or really just the thinking of other people in general. I want to know, how do you think? How did you come to that conclusion? How are you where you are today? What is the story that led you to your current reality? And then, of course, more importantly, what do you believe in? And how do your beliefs shape who you are today? Now, I was deeply inspired to record my own essay because I wanted to capture my beliefs and really take some time to think this through. The essay that I read for you today was not my first draft. This was multiple iterations of me tapping into what is that thing that I believe in. Now, ultimately, for this particular essay, I decided to go with the angle of I believe in extremes, which, looking back at it, was accurate, and I have, I've leveraged that in many ways over the years, uh, I wouldn't write the same essay today, which is great. right? I, I shouldn't. like If these things have gone well, if, if the growth has actually taken place, which I believe that it has, I should never write the same essay twice. However, there's a lot of truth in that that still holds true now. There is so much about who I was that is who I still am despite the, the changes that I've gone through, the evolutions, the new goals, the new places to live. And now I have two kids and a business. Like it's, I'm a different person than I was. And yet there's so much about the old me that is still alive and well. And so when I memorialized those thoughts 15 years ago, it allowed me to then say, okay, here's who I was. Here's what I believed in. Here are things that inspired me to become the person I am today. And then it really begs the question, how much of that am I going to take with me into the future? You know, there are parts of your reality, your existence that are, I won't say unchangeable, but there are parts of you that will probably stick with you for life. Principles that you believe in, values that you hold dear, things that are so intricately tied to your identity that it's almost impossible to let go of those things. And yes, though my kind of, beginnings in my early 20s and mid-20s there uh, were based on marathon running and exploring personal development. A lot of what that is was just my curiosity. I want to know how the world works. I want to know how I fit into the world, and then I want to optimize that experience. We only have one life to live, and I want to get some value out of that, or I want to squeeze that orange and get all the juice out that I can. That's kind of the idea, and I think that taking the time to to capture your deepest held beliefs like that, even just one time. It can really tap into your core motivations, which I think can then provide a ton of insight into who you become going forward. Now, ultimately, this essay that I submitted was not read on the air. But despite that, I had achieved what I wanted from taking the time to write it all down And yes, it did lead to, you know, whether it was tied directly or not, it did lead to the work that I do today. So let's break down more about why I believe in extremes, why this belief system in particular has stuck with me for so long. So when I said clearly, I believe in extremes, dark beer, black coffee, like that kind of thing, what I was really talking about was this idea that for me, easy. Is not just boring. It's actually an active form of decay and death. When I say I want extremes, I want things to be difficult. I'm actively seeking out challenges. I am purposely trying to figure out how to put obstacles in front of me. Like this has been a, a common theme for me in every season of my life that when things are easy, there's a problem, right? Easy for me is not just I'm bored now. It's a fear-inducing panic of, oh, no, if this is easy, I'm doing something wrong, that I'm in an active form of decay and death, because if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, I took that to the fullest extent of what it means, and I think that's an important uh, reason why I ultimately pursued marathons and ultramarathons, why I adopted a vegan diet and then a raw vegan diet, and I was really testing my limits of what can I handle, what do I love? Who am I growing into? What's going to stick around for the long haul? But this pursuit of difficulty, of challenge, of acknowledging that easy is not for me, it's so powerful. It's incredibly motivating to say that not only are challenges enticing and they are the things that produce the results I want, but I am actively excited when things get difficult. So speaking of that, Let's discuss more about what it means to actually push past your boundaries. You know, the episode title this week is about believing in extremes, but really it's about what I'm calling this intense beauty of pushing past your limits. There's a reason why that I love a good challenge, right? Beyond the fact that I get a better end result or a bigger goal to pursue or a bucket list item to check off, there is a beauty An absolute beauty in doing things you didn't think you could do before. In smashing that glass ceiling that is in your mind that is holding you back from doing more. So when you push past your boundaries, what that really looks like is saying yes to your fears. Saying no to your bad habits. Pushing even just 1% more than you think you can. Also, leaning into what you know deep inside is what you love to do, but you've been avoiding it. And then finally, ignoring those who actively demean your desire to become someone new. Saying no to the naysayers, right? Ignoring those who are your biggest critics. That's what it looks like to push past your boundaries. Let's go back through each one of those with a little more detail. Saying yes to your fears. I have entire episodes of this podcast about this topic because there is so much to be said about fear and the role that it plays in holding us back. And nearly every one of these fears are self-generated, nonsensical fears, right? These are not based on reality. These are based on a potential forecasted future that will never come to reality. I believe that most of our fears, nearly every single one of them, are unfounded. And if you believe in that too, then you have a really cool opportunity, which is to say, forget the fear. I'm just going to go do the thing anyway and say yes to the thing that I've been holding myself back on and say, if the fear is unfounded and it doesn't belong in my life, then what am I doing? Why am I actively holding myself back when I could just choose not to? Saying yes to your fears is probably the greatest opportunity for growth that you will ever have on any given day going forward always has been and probably always will be saying yes to your fears is your ticket to fulfillment and happiness and stress relief and tapping into your greatest potential that this is the core of the episode. This is the core of the message. You don't have to pursue extreme things. You can ignore all of the ultra marathons and intense big goal achievements and all that stuff that I have tapped into in the past and will probably do in the future. The one thing you want to hold on to though is that your fears are actively stopping you from experiencing more of the life you want. And by saying yes to your fears and and directly addressing them, you have the chance for an amazing breakthrough. The second part, say no to your bad habits. Bad habits are tied to fears in a lot of ways, but really what it comes down to is that we are creatures of habit. We want to do things over and over again. And when we change, I actually was just talking to my, my four-year-old daughter about this. She was actively, I think, watching TV at the time. And we were asking her, do you want to go to the park and go play? And she was like, no, I want to stay here and keep doing what I'm doing. And I was thinking, and then we had a conversation about this, was that you're actually going to love being at the park. When we get there and you're playing on the playground, you're going to love it. And you're going to forget about this TV show. And that's exactly what happened. We shifted, we got there, and Maisie, my four-year-old daughter, had that same epiphany. She was realizing, wait a minute, I do love this, and the difficulty was the shift in behavior. The difficulty was getting out of the rut that I was in to make the pivot to the new thing, and the new thing is going to be awesome, but you have to make the shift to get there. And so saying no to bad habits is really acknowledging that we are always in a habitual behavior. We're always doing a thing that feels comfortable. And if we get out of that comfort zone and we say no to those things that are bad and yes to those things that scare us a little bit, well, then we're on a trajectory of pushing ourselves just a little bit more, which is where the next concept comes into play, which is pushing 1% pushing 1% further than you think you can because 1%, number one, is growth, but also number two, it's a tiny bit of growth, so it's going to be easy. And in the middle of this conversation about doing things that are hard, I'm not actually interested in doing things that are hard. I'm interested in doing things that produce results. And if doing a a 1% push further than you think you can produces results and does so in a compounding way over time, That's going to be your greatest asset is that devotion, that habit of pushing a little bit further and then seeing how that can break you through over time. It won't be an immediate, you know, today I just uh, achieved something amazing, but it is going to be the compounding effect over time to get to where you want to be. The fourth concept here was to lean into what you know deep inside is what you love to do, but you've been somehow avoiding it. I mean, back to that example of my daughter going to the playground. She loves to do it, but why is she not there? Well, if you know deep inside you love to do some certain activity that you just never make time for, right? You're always too busy, right? In quotes, too busy to do the thing you love. Well, then do you actually love this thing? Or do you just have excuses to why you can't do the thing you love? Once again, we don't want to hold ourselves back. We don't want fear to stop us. We don't want to let this amazing possibility of doing things that are amazing disappear. Just like we discussed last week on the show of your when life works list, that's what this is. Lean into those things that allow your life to work to the fullest. And then finally, that fifth area was to ignore those who actively demean your desire to become someone new. This is an old story we all know, that you can't hang around people who don't align with your desire to grow. You can't be around people who are actively grabbing you, pulling you back. You know, the, the, the crab analogy here, a bunch of crabs in a bucket, and they're stopping each other from escaping, right? You don't want to be around people who are stopping you from your own growth. Of course, likewise, you don't want to stop someone else in their pursuit of their own goals. The same thing is true here as well. We want to be around other people who think and act like we do to push us forward, right? As long as that's the case, that forward motion is the group goal that everyone grows together. So ignoring those or escaping those who are demeaning your potential, it's going to be a huge breakthrough because once you get around those who support your goals and want to encourage you to move forward, oh, it's so much easier. It's a ton easier to go do the things you want to do because the obstacles are gone. Now, in this final section, I want to discuss what it means to tap into your own belief system so you can then write your own This I Believe essay. For the first part here, beliefs mean very little when your life is easy. It's kind of a difficult statement to say out loud, right? Beliefs mean very little when life is easy. Obstacles will breed your beliefs. Challenge is your best friend. because What does a belief really mean if you're never challenged to bring that belief to life? If things are always easy, who cares what you believe in? It doesn't really mean much. There's no actual output from that belief. Doing what you don't want to do often brings out your best self and brings out those things you believe in because you're being challenged to act upon those beliefs, to bring them out of your head and into real life. It doesn't mean that all beliefs are nonsense if they're not actually acted upon. But I think your deepest held beliefs are going to be tied to obstacles and challenge because you're forced to address them. You're forced to then bring them to fruition, to bring them to the surface because they have to be, because you're being challenged. I'll use a pretty good example here of, you know, back in those days when I was running ultra marathons every weekend, there was a season of my life where I was in great shape. And so when I would go for a long run, it would feel easy and fun, but the easy and fun long runs, though they sound impressive, if you're impressed by that, they weren't challenging at some point because I wasn't pushing myself further. The real joy was coming from those early days when I didn't even know yet if I could do that. When I was asking myself, could I run 15 miles at one stretch? Is that even possible? Is that physically possible for me to do? Like, that sounds crazy. I had plenty of days like that where I just didn't know if that was true. So I had to tap into my own beliefs to really ask myself, do I believe in myself? Do I believe in my systems and my, my fueling techniques? Do I have enough water? Do I have enough of what I need? Is the time on the calendar available? Is the, is the map set out? Do I know where I'm going and is this possible? Well, then I would go through all of those steps to bring it to my, my reality. And then it was true. And I would have those days where I would break through and say, my gosh, I just ran 15 miles. Well, what about 20? What about 25? What about an ultra marathon itself? This, this is the path you go on is a little bit of growth, a little bit of challenge. It brings out the opportunity for you to believe in something that matters and be tested on those beliefs in real time. You get tested when you're pushing yourself past your perceived limits when I was having those breakthrough moments and getting to that mile 15, let's call it. Well, in those moments, I was kind of freaking out a little bit saying, oh my gosh, here I am. I'm actively doing the thing I didn't think I could do. Those moments are incredible. Those moments really, that's, that's the breakthrough light bulb aha moment that says, I'm actually doing the thing I said I couldn't do or didn't believe was possible. And here I am actually doing it. I love those moments. Those bring out the best in me, and guess what? Those bring out the best in you, and especially from the perspective of then recharging those batteries to want to go do it again and push further again and test those limits yet again. Beliefs, you know, once again, mean very little when life is easy. It's when you're tested, when you have those obstacles and those challenges that force those beliefs to the surface. Now, the second area here about tapping into your own beliefs is is about listening, and listening with a critical ear. You know, I have honed my own beliefs off the back of my own challenges, but also off the backs of other people. When I'm listening to other people, especially those who are smarter, those who I admire, those who I want to emulate, those who I want to model my life and career after, I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm taking notes, I'm reverse engineering, who is this person, what did they do, how did they do it, how did they get to where they are today? And the more of that that I do, the more listening that I'm doing, the more that I am then aligning this person's life and their story with my own. And what are the common factors here? And how can I become my own better version of what this person's story looks like? And in the process of doing that, I begin to form my own beliefs. I might listen to someone else's belief system and say, you know, there's parts of that that I also believe in. There's parts that I don't. I'll let those things go. But the parts that I do, well, I want to double down on those in my own life and amplify that and let that become a guiding light for me. This is a common theme for me in the world of personal growth, which is I don't model by copying. I'm not trying to become other people. My intention always is to extract the parts of other people that I love the most, that I magnetize towards, and let those elements into my life and let those be amplified. And whatever I'm not super excited about from somebody else's story, I just let go. I just ignore it, right? Let somebody else be who they are, but I'm just going to take the pieces that I like, which is, you know, cherry picking the life you want. But when all those little pieces come together and you let all those inputs into who you are and you define your belief system and you set your own unique goals, that's when your story is being told because we are uh, results of the influences of everyone around us. We are who those people are, at least the elements that we choose to let in to our lives. What you consume matters. You listening to this podcast right now is an input that has the potential to change your life for the better. If you extract the parts of this that you like and forget the rest, right? That's the same process at play. Now, the final piece to tapping into this belief system is to take these lessons from the obstacles that you have faced, the lessons you've learned from others, Uh, the life story that you have playing out and to put it all on paper. This is the final step here to record your beliefs in writing and actually write your own essay if you choose to do so. That part of it's optional, but I think the part of this that maybe is not optional that ever exists is to record your thoughts. You could start a journal, you could launch a podcast if you want to, you could write poetry, write a book, you could just, whatever you do, get these thoughts about who you are and what you believe in out of your head and onto paper or digital paper or audio, whatever form you want to use, use your own, your best medium here, but ultimately we're trying to get to this, this clarity on who you are, what you believe in, why you believe in it, and how it influences who you are becoming. Because all of this is future-focused, right? Personal growth is about the growth that you have over time into the future. We're just going to use our past experiences and the life lessons from others to hopefully craft a better future for ourselves. That's where all of this is heading. Your beliefs will, in a very profound way, dictate your decision on your next actions. Dictate your decision on your next big, ambitious goals. Your beliefs are the foundation of why you choose to do what you choose to do. So, to clarify that for yourself will give you an amazing framework for how to make future decisions. That's why this is so important. Yes, tackling fears is a big deal. I made that argument earlier, but but really what this comes down to is your beliefs give you that framework for your future decision making. And that's epically important. It's incredibly valuable to not only understand those beliefs, but to understand the impact they can have on who you become, what you do and why you do it. Having said all of that, I want to give you the chance right now to, to think about this, to write your own essay at some point in the future, and then if you want, feel free to share that with me. You can email me, jeff at jeffsanders.com. I would love to hear your version of this, your story, your belief system. Uh, If I get enough of these entries, I may actually do my own episode where I share these things on the air. Um, Of course, that is not a a requirement. If you want to share this privately with me, that's not public. That's fine as well. But I do have this uh, desire to bring this back to life in some way that's more impactful. And so if you have a story you want to share and you want that story to be on this podcast, there's an opportunity for that to happen here. So once again, email me jeff at jeffsanders.com with your This I Believe essay. And for the action step this week. Yes, I want you to write your own essay. And if you choose to do so, you can follow the guidelines set out by NPR, including your essay being about three minutes in length and read aloud, written in a style as you yourself speak, a total of no more than 500 words, and making this so intimate that no one else could write it for you. Once again, email me jeff at jeffsanders.com. And jeffsanders.com slash 492 is the place to go for episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwan and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless, and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just a cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen Podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.